0: this is the cato daily podcast for tuesday july 25th 2017 i'm caleb brown impeachment has occurred only twice three times if you count richard nixon but should congress use it more after all as cato's gene healy points out abuses of office that rise to that level happen on a fairly regular basis we spoke last week why don't we impeach presidents very often? Well, we seem to be
1: scared of the process. You actually hear people refer to it as the I word, as if it's uh, somehow fundamentally profane or blasphemous. You know, we don't call it the V word when the president's about to veto a bill, but this is, uh, for some reason, we we go to uh, the constitutional equivalent of H E double L hockey sticks when we're talking about impeachment. And uh, it really is uh, whatever you think of Donald Trump and the calls for his impeachment, that shouldn't determine what you think about impeachment in general. And it seems to me that uh, the fact that we've only managed two impeachments in 230 years of constitutional history, uh, Nixon technically got out before the hammer fell. So he technically wasn't impeached, but let's call it three. Uh, given the number of crooks and clowns and uh, abusers of power we've been saddled with through the course of uh, over two, two centuries of American constitutional history, you think we'd have managed the job more often.
0: So uh, the process of impeachment requires uh, what are called high crimes and misdemeanors. Yeah. But what does that mean in context?
1: I think there's a lot of confusion about that phrase. I mean if you take it in modern language, it looks like it says, uh, you know, egregious felonies and also lesser offenses. Uh, So it's hard to tell what it means just from a plain language standpoint if you're using contemporary language. But the phrase high crimes and misdemeanors uh, was in – use in British impeachments for for about four centuries before the framers adopted adopted it in the constitution. And there, in British practice, it, it stood for a wide range of offenses, uh, the sorts of uh, heinous abuses of power that people uh, tend to associate the, the phrase with, but also uh, maladministration, uh, giving bad advice to the king, screwing things up. Uh, it was uh, – And the evidence is that it was broadly understood uh, in the uh, first few generations after ratification of the Constitution. Uh, But it is not the case that uh, despite conventional wisdom and particularly uh, the line that that the legal academy pushed when they were trying to save Bill Clinton's bacon, it's not the case that impeachment is – some kind of constitutional doomsday device that you only break the glass in case of an existential threat. It's more like a constitutional safety valve. Uh, You don't use it for uh, the ordinary bad behavior, politics, and uh, general incompetence we see in in too many of our presidents. But uh, you do use it when the president or another federal official's conduct in office uh, demonstrates that that person can no longer be trusted with the powers and responsibilities
0: of that office. That seems like just a showing of cause.
1: Yeah. I think uh, it would be more useful instead of uh, thinking of this as a constitutional nuclear weapon or a criminal punishment because, of course, criminal punishment doesn't attach to impeachment. The only remedy – uh, is removal from office and possible disqualification for future office. I think it would be uh, more useful to think of it as uh, firing an employee for cause. And you don't enumerate uh, all of the possible, you know, things that, that that in the employee handbook that he can be fired for. Uh, you know, a, a board of directors doesn't uh, – enumerate all the possible things that, that a, a CEO can be removed for um, it's uh, it's it, you know it, it'd be broader than could possibly be predicted but uh, it's it's a remedy that needs to be there that the framers considered indispensable for protecting the community
0: uh, ultimately of course impeachment is something that must uh, cross a political, smell test before it is undertaken. And that seems to be actually uh, more of a constraint on its use than uh, the specifics of what would constitute clear-cut high crimes and misdemeanors.
1: Right. Uh, impeachments are unavoidably political. Uh, you know, Hamilton predicted in The Federalist that they'd seldom fail to agitate the passions of the whole community. And uh cause pre-existing factions to line up on one side or the other. So we shouldn't worry that they're political. Uh, that, that's sort of unavoidable.
0: But I guess, I guess my, what I mean is that the, the rarity with which they are used are because it, it seems to be a fairly high threshold of either uh, dislike for a president or egregiousness of what they've done.
1: Well, I think we're making it harder than it is and harder than it was intended to be. Uh, you know, James Madison said it was the the remedy for incapacity, negligence, or perfidy of the chief magistrate. And we seem to have uh, only concentrated on the last element there, uh, you know, uh, egregious abuses of power. Uh, but I, I think – you know, you, you if you if you talk about incapacity, inability to do the job, negligence, uh, bad administration, uh, when you get to uh, uh, a situation where uh, the president has demonstrated conduct that's incompatible uh, with the nature of the office and that can make reasonable, say, reasonable people worry about his uh, access to nuclear weapons, I think impeachment. Should be uh, should be less feared than it is.
0: What would it mean if we had impeached oh any number of presidents in the past? We'd be on president number fifty-five or sixty-five, maybe. What is what do we get out of that?
1: Well, in the past, uh, we've <laughs> it's been fairly beneficial. Uh, you know, Jerry Ford uh, famously said, "Our long national nightmare is over," uh, after uh, Richard Nixon resigned. The real nightmare is what Nixon and presidents before him had gotten away with. Uh, You know, we found out in the 70s through a series of congressional investigations that it was worse than Watergate and went went beyond Watergate and uh, his predecessors had been involved in many of the same abuses of power and uh, political corruption as Nixon was. And uh, after Nixon was impeached, uh, you know, we, we uh, 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 made some strides towards some uh, reforms like FISA, the uh, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, uh, putting the president's surveillance powers uh, back under law. And uh, when Clinton was impeached, uh, he, w- he wasn't removed. But the, I, the, the notion that the Clinton impeachment was some kind of national turmoil that weakened the country... Uh, doesn't bear bear up to scrutiny uh the stock market uh churned on with barely a blip and uh you know we we uh, we learned some important lessons about uh, uh the presidency and uh and Congress during that time so i I don't think uh this notion that uh uh that impeachment is going to uh, cause a constitutional crisis should really be taken seriously.
0: It's it's interesting how uh, the same people who would argue that it's very important that Americans have respect for the office of the presidency are among the people who may very well be the least amenable to using impeachment on a semi-regular basis.
1: Well. This is uh, more than anything else, more than the, the, anything else I can think of, uh, you know, including the judicial filibuster. This is uh, the, the, <laughs> a, a uh, provision and a debate that turns everyone into a hypocrite. I mean, everyone switches sides and engages in situational constitutionalism depending on whether they like or dislike the president that's a target of impeachment. Uh, you know, right now, uh, move on. Dot org uh, which literally founded to get Congress to move on from the Clinton impeachment is now uh, re- leading the drive to impeach Trump. Meanwhile, the American Spectator, the magazine that put itself on the map uh, with uh, a Trooper Gate and stories uh, leading up to the the Clinton impeachment the American Spectator thinks impeachment will be just too too divisive and and, uh, and unsettling for the country. Uh, so n- very few people uh, you know, uh, have uh, hold, held to a consistent standard about whether they think impeachment is a good idea and how far they think the impeachment remedy extends. Uh, but I think it's important that uh, you know, we look beyond Donald Trump because unless things go really badly, he's not going to be our last president. And uh, it's important that we get the nature of the impeachment remedy and what it's supposed to be used for. It's important that we get that right.
0: Is part of the fear of using impeachment or the I-word, as it's called, that exactly what happened with Bill Clinton would be revealed to be a regular uh, thing and that you know the stock market would be fine, the economy would hum along, and that... Maybe people would lose regard for the importance of political actors.
1: I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't think it's uh, it's that subconscious. Uh, what happens, I think, is Hamilton predicted is uh, people uh, see red or see blue, as it were. They they put their partisan goggles on and they defend uh, their guy and uh, or uh, you know go on the attack and uh one of the things that i think is interesting though is that there might it, it's odd that so much partisan uh you know effort is invested in the defense of a, a president of the same party uh if if uh, if bill clinton had been had resigned done the right thing and resigned or uh you know had been removed from office al gore uh, would have been constitutionally eligible for, depending on when it happened, to run for two additional terms. He could have been president until 2008 uh, and, uh, you know, pro- would have gone into the uh, 2000 election as a as an incumbent. Uh, similarly, uh, you know, you, you have a lot of conservatives calling the calls for Trump's impeachment, uh, the to comparing them to a coup. Well, it's not – it's some coup that uh, where, where the president's hand, handpicked successor takes over after after it's done, and you know maybe conservatives should be thinking about uh, if this does heat up, if we have a serious impeachment effort, um, you know the Democrats say the Democrats take the House in the next election, and this starts going, they they might uh, think about maybe uh, throwing the fight in the late rounds because. Uh, they might be be doing better with uh, Mike Pence, who, whatever you can say about him, uh, doesn't seem as reckless and erratic and immature as Donald Trump. They might uh, be doing better with 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 him in, in office. So uh, I think there's a lot of myopia that surrounds these impeachment fights, and uh, you know I don't think we should we should treat it as. A constitutional nuclear exchange, we should treat it as what it was intended to be, a remedy for uh, evicting a a federal officer that's shown that they're not up to the job.
0: Gene Healy is a vice president at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.